Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Chris Paravati, CIO at Northeast Georgia Health System. In this segment, Paravati talks about the delicate balance CIOs must walk in guiding processes without taking control, how his team is applying lessons learned from past implementations to improve the EPIC Go Live, and the challenge he faced in going from being a leader in the IT department to leader of the IT department. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. I think a lot of times CIOs can see solutions and they can see the vision and the strategy for technology, but you, you can't outstrip the pace of operations ability to make some of those decisions. Yeah. And you have to be willing to, you know, let go of some of that control. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you can't influence, and it doesn't mean you don't steer the ship, but it does mean that you may be at the back of the room. When we did demos, I didn't open a single session. Mm. The operational directors opened every session. They managed the selection. I wasn't at the front of the room saying, hey, guys, we're going to look at an IT system today. Yeah. I was in the back of the room actually just making sure the sound quality was good and that the visibility was good and that people had what they needed. And, you know, what I learned from that is that you could shepherd the process, but you want operations to own it. You're going to have to really educate them way in advance, set clear expectations, uh, and give them guidance on how to be successful. But you're going to have to take your hand off the steering wheel a little bit, and that's... Mm. That's a delicate balance, and it certainly has been uh, for me, but it's also been you know, very rewarding as you see people step up. And so as yeah. we finished our system selection, it was right around Christmas, there was a treasury meeting, and uh, uh, the Gainesville president and the CFO was in that meeting. I wasn't at the treasury meeting, and the CFO came by and stopped by my desk and said, hey, we had a treasury meeting today. And I just got to tell you this story. They started asking questions like, who is Epic and what was our selection criteria and who is involved in the demos and how much is this thing going to cost and how long will it take to implement? And he said, I was so proud. He said, I could answer every single one of those questions. Oh, wow. And I realized at that moment, wow, all that hard work to kind of make sure that everybody was on board and they knew what the process was had paid off. You know, it paid off because they could stand on their own and answer those questions. They didn't need the CIO to stand up and go, oh, well, let me, t- let me tell you about the class reports or, you know, let me tell you about Judy's methodology. Right. They had gone firsthand and met Judy, and so they knew it. And that, for me, was pretty exciting. I think it also set such a strong precedent for the implementation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now as we start our design sessions, all of um, vice presidents are expected to go to some of those those design sessions and participate, while others are expected to be visible. So yeah. that staff see, you know what, this is important and that this is a huge investment. So, you know, I don't think any of these things guarantee success, but, you know, you really have to just plant the seeds early on and continue to water the garden and take care of the problems and, um that those things all lead towards a strong implementation. I don't, think, I don't think the scale and magnitude, IT can't make this a successful implementation. It's going to take every aspect of the organization engaged 
and being transparent and leaning into problems and being yeah. decisive, you know, recognizing when we make mistakes and correct them and, and, the, and the kind of approach that the overall project with, with purpose and conviction but also a, a sense of humility that let's have a respect for, you know, how big this is going to be and, and how much we all have to learn. And I think that's what we're trying to really build within our, our implementation because, you know, most people, they think, oh, well, let's go live. We're done. Well, yeah. you're not done. It's just the beginning of the next phase, right? You know, and so and for, for just one moment, you're like, you're up to date, and you got the current release, and your design is fresh, and everything is good, and that's gone in about 15 minutes. And then, oh, yeah, sure. You know, then you're chasing it. You know, you're chasing that optimization. So, you know, that's a little bit about kind of where we're at and where we've been. And, uh, you know, I think the way that we're approaching the implementation, I, you know, it's really exciting because I think uh, everybody, because they feel like they're part of it, there's so much energy around it. Um, yeah. And that in itself builds momentum. Oh, sure. And, and once you start getting into really um, the training and then Zach keeps going and, and you're getting, into, getting closer to, to the go-lives, and uh, I'm sure that the hope is that, You'll, you'll see that, that buy-in from the users early on, that, that this has never been established as, you know, the IT project, but there's been so much involvement the whole time from all aspects of the organization. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the fact that we're discussing that training is mandatory and that there must mm-hmm. be a competency assessment now and that that decision has been made, by the time we get to training, that won't even be a question any longer. Yeah. It will be you know, is the training of good enough quality. Right. And and that's really where we should be focused. So each of these things are, you know, kind of building blocks. You know, I had someone ask me the other day, well, what's your goal for the implementation? And my response was, well, it depends on which phase we're talking about. Yeah. And they kind of went, what? <laughs> I said, well, my goal is that we have the highest quality training and that people are proficient to do their jobs. And they said, well, that's an interesting goal. I said, well, you know, that's in my training phase. And my point is is that you don't just set out an implementation goal with, you know, like we're going to have a successful go-live and definitions around what a successful go-live is. You have to have measures of success throughout the implementation that yields that outcome. You know, that's at least what we're, you know, we're leaning into right now and trying to figure out how do we build those those stepping stones. Right. Is this the way that, that projects have been approached before in the organization, or is this something that's a little different because it's such a large-scale initiative? You know, we, we've been a McKesson customer for, for decades, and, and mm-hmm. I've been here for six years. And in the past, whether it was uh, supporting McKesson and the implementation of Paragon or implementing all scripts in the ambulatory setting, it was predominantly driven and directed by IT. And I think operations tried to be engaged and tried to take some ownership. But I think the key gap was that they didn't really understand what that meant. And they weren't necessarily educated on what that might look like and how how they could plug in. And I think that's the, the fundamental difference that we're trying to establish is let's just assume that you know, everybody's trying to do the right thing, but what makes you think that, 
you know, they know what being a champion for a product looks like or or being a subject matter expert. You've got to give them some education and, and, and training and coaching on how to serve in that role. And uh, a lot of times we're implementing a, a product maybe for a department director, but we haven't spent the time coaching that operational director on what they'll need to do in order to be successful, to be that leader and to be effective. And uh, so from that perspective, I think we sometimes maybe expect a little bit too much and we haven't spent the time to really help that that leader be successful. That's interesting. You said you've been there six years, and but how long have you been in the CIO role? So I've been in the CIO role since um, October of 2014, so about a year and a half. Okay. And previously you, you were a chief applications officer? That's correct. Okay. In, in terms of uh, making that transition, uh, it's one that, that certainly you know, makes sense with given you know the responsibilities that – that you had, but um, what what was it like to, to make that move? Did you find it to be challenging? It was very challenging. I think um, when you move from being a leader in the IT department to being the leader of the IT department, mm-hmm. there's no safety net. You are ultimately responsible for the outcome and the success of the department. You know, in, in that first few months, that was tough. It was frightening. You know, had to really work through that a little bit. And part of where I spent a lot of time focusing is on my core team, on my direct reports, and building the strength and the capabilities of that team. But I've always carried some key values with me that have made me successful and, and certainly, you know, have applied over the years. And one of which is, you know, to take care of your staff to invest the time in your staff and your team. And, you know, I kind of use the analogy of nobody ever remembers where you were on the third shift or the second week of that go live, but everybody remembers how they felt. And if you got them lunch or maybe you you checked on them or uh, maybe you helped them work through a problem, they remember that. And it's the relationships that you have that that strengthen the team and, and give us purpose. And so I've always carried that with me, and I think that's you know, really served me well. I've got such a incredibly strong team, and, and as I stepped into this role, you know, I was very confident in their capabilities and, uh, and in their support. Another aspect that I touched on is that I approach everything with a certain level of humility. It doesn't mean I can't be decisive or mm-hmm. purposeful, but I don't pretend to know all the answers and I don't pretend that I am smarter than I am. Um, and I think, you know, humility can be your friend and can keep you grounded and keeps you listening. And that's something that, that I've carried with me. So as I stepped into this role initially as the interim, I had a very high degree of confidence that we had the right team to support IT and, and to keep operations running well in IT where we really needed to focus was on our strategy. And part of developing that IT strategy was building those relationships with each of my peers, uh, each of the senior leaders, and understand what their challenges and problems were, and then start to shape that strategy into something that the organization could identify with. 
and that would move us in the right direction. And everybody who, you know, ultimately reviewed that IT strategy could see something that they had contributed and that they had shared with me in those conversations about what the IT strategy should be. And so it was a very collaborative approach. Um, It was something that everybody could identify with. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, there was a a point where I sat down with my wife and, and we talked and I talked about the things that were kind of stressing me. And I realized that, you know, you can't walk around being worried about what you're not doing. You have to do what you know is right and where your convictions are. Right. And um, for me, that was a little bit of a growth to step into that CIO role and um, to know that there, there isn't always a safety net. You know, there isn't always your CIO who's going to say, hey, what are you doing? Why are you working on that? You need to be over here. But it also means that you, you can leverage your team in a new way and uh, use your team to, to really be that voice and to, and to help you shape where things are going. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.